When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 296. Welcome to She Podcast, the last episode of the year. I just have to get out of the way. If I wore this sweatshirt the last time we recorded, it's not that I wear it every day. You're one video away from the sweatshirt. I'm 10 days away from the sweatshirt. So now that I've gotten that out of the way, I am happy to introduce my co-host and so lucky that the only thing you can see on her shirt today is ho. Elsie Escobar. <laughs> there's more. I know there's, there's two hoes. There's, there's three hoes. Which is, <laughs> oh, that's a bad, that opened me up to a joke about having daughters and yeah, we don't no. want to do that. No, there's no, no. Daughters. Anyway. Just keep going. No, no. And then also no. our wonderful producer and the cutest Saint Nick you've ever seen in your <laughs> life, John Jamingo. Hello. Ho, ho, ho. How are you? Good. I just saw the ho, ho, and it just reminded me of a delicious snack. Oh, the ho-hos are good. Ho-hos. I've never had one. So there I don't are even people, know what they look like. Right even before we get into it, there are people on the um, Facebook page that are telling us they love the text reminders. They would have missed it otherwise. So let's go straight into that, if you don't mind. If you are not getting text reminders about when we are recording or when we do stuff in the Super Squad, please text hello or anything really to 302 240 Three four two five. That's how you can get on our text list and get reminders about when we record live, as well as our other messages of inspiration and wisdom. Obviously, they're from Elsie at this time. 302-240-3425. And yes, you could probably tap it from the show notes if you're listening to this on your phone. Okay, now that we've done that, we'll probably tell you the number again later. Let's move on. This year is this episode is going to be our year in review. Um, and we have a lot to tell you about. I think before we get started, though, I want to tell you about a story. I want to tell you a story, if you don't mind. Okay. So a couple weeks ago, we got a request for, I guess it's an affiliate partnership or something like that. And I noticed that her last name was Cosman. And I've only known one person with that name. I mean, Jewish names can be common, but Cosman is a name that I've only heard in one place, my rabbi. My rabbi from when I was four years old. My parents moved to Frederick, Maryland. He already seemed 100. I guess he was probably 50. He sings. <laughs> his name was Morris Cosman. He was our rabbi. And his wife, Carol, was Mora Cosman. They taught our Sunday school. There were only 50 Jewish families. It was very small. They taught our Hebrew school. They taught our Sunday school. They did all the bar and bat mitzvahs. They blessed all the babies. They did all the things. And so her last name was Cosman. And I thought, well, that can't be. That can't be. But I had a call with her because she was a podcast consultant. It turns out that she is. This is how old Rabbi Cosman. He's passed now. But this is how old he was. He had about 10 children. And this woman, Francisca, who's young, she is married to like the youngest child of my rabbi is her father-in-law. Wow. Yeah. 
So like he's like one of the youngest of 10. His name is Chaim and Chaim's son is her husband. Wow. That is I know. insane. It's insane, right? So she's very familiar yeah. with where I grew up and very familiar with my friends and um and, and my rabbi who was like my whole my whole entire Jewish education was this man because we did not wow. live near we had no JCC, we had no other synagogues anywhere in sight, nothing except for the rabbi and his wife. And we did what's called Shabbat. We used to sleep at his house on Shabbos. He would have all the kids come and sleep over and teach us the rules of Shabbat and teach us the prayers. Like he was the best. And so when I saw her name, I was like, wow, I would be so honored to be able to tell our audience about her. I mean, it's totally, her her father-in-law is completely separate from what I'm telling you about, but I just want you to know that like, I have a very strong connection to her family and I met her and she's equally as lovely as the family that I knew. And it was just, it was just a wonderful conversation to be able to talk to her. And she actually lives close. We might have, anyway, so, but I want to tell you about her. I know. Isn't that crazy? So before we get into our show, I just want to tell you about her because she has a very specific podcasting consulting product. It's podcast in a day and it's for people who want to podcast like a pro but you're they're very busy they need to set it up in one day so she's selling vip days that are customized she works with you the whole day and by the end you have a working podcast you have intro outro you have a system you have everything it's customized for i guess entrepreneurs or people who just want to podcast professionally right from the get-go everything is running in just one day she calls it being exquisitely supported, which I love. Oh, that's um, amazing. I know. I love that. In fact, that term is so good. Exquisitely supported. I want to be exquisite. Her name is Francisca Cosman, but it's not spelled like Francesca. It's Fran and then C-I-S-K-A. But I will, I mean, her website will also be in our show notes or you can just do it right now. Fran, C-I-S-K-A, Cosman is K-O-S-M-A-N, Francisca Cosman. Book a call today. She's got special bonuses if you sign up by January 1st. She's helped dozens of entrepreneurs and industry leaders launch in a way that really fits their brand. If you look at her website, you can tell that she is really good at marketing and branding as well as, you know, and actually she has a music background. So your audio will sound effing perfect if you launch with her it's amazing yay so i just want to tell you about her and my little connection with her but she's a lovely person and i mean i don't know i think it would just be really fun if you are stalling on your show or if you're like wanting to do it but you feel unsure about all the decisions that you're making especially if it's for a business that you're starting or a business that you already have it's nice to have someone to exquisitely support you don't you think? Oh my gosh, that's so sweet. I want to be lovely. exquisitely supported. And I, I think that I want to support you, Elsie. That's my job. Thank you. I exquisitely support you too. We you exquisitely do. support all of our folks that are here and today. And you listening. Yeah. You I hope you feel Thank exquisitely you supported. And if you don't, feel free to tell us at feedback at shepodcast.com. That email does go right into our spam. No, I'm just kidding. We listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> I just like to make you laugh. Did you make that joke already or did I just hear? No, but lots of people do. Okay. It's Something like, it's about, like saying yeah, you're, it's it's like saying your complaint box. Oh, no, yeah. no, but like, yeah, in every TV show, there's like a, you know, here's the um, idea box and they just hang it over a trash can and just put it right, right. in there. And then just put it in there. Oh yeah. my God. That's crazy. But anyway, hey, okay. Switching just really quickly. Also, again, moving back to giving a shout out to our exquisite community. Cause that's the word of the day now yes. because of, yes. because yes. of what we have. I want to give a shout out to Shauna. Shauna, I see you having your coffee and her show called a journey 
to awareness with Shauna Hoffman and she is part of our community via text. And I asked our people, you know, when we were going live, send me a text back and I'll give you a shout out on the show. So I have it here. She has sent me her text. And so I am giving a shout out. I have other people to shout out throughout the show just to give you a little bit of FOMO. Sorry, Lena. And on where we go. (laughs) Amen, sister. Okay. Well, let's start with, um, so it's funny. Elsie did her favorite things of 2020. And it's, I mean, it's a large bulleted list. And then I, in my head, I just wrote it down. But in my head, I split my stuff out from winter, spring, summer, and fall this year. And I don't know if you have the capacity to look at your list and do that, Elsie. So I'm not sure if we should just do one and then the other. Or if you just want to go and then I can pop in or if you want me to do the winter and you know all the things and then you do all your whatever you want yeah I think that you can just say whatever the season and I will chime in all right so let's start with winter because I don't have a lot to say about winter 2020 or last no this is fall until the 21st all right and then it's winter so winter to me is January February March most March okay all right technically I'm right. Okay. Anyway, so winter this year, 2020, January, I was hustling my tits off to get ready for PodFest. Scott and I both were working like dogs to get ready for PodFest. And then, you know, and we, and we, we enjoyed a holiday season, but then, you know, we were really running, running, running in January because it was the end of, it was like the first week of March was PodFest. So all of February, all of January. And I actually went to Tampa early February and got sick. And then I was sick for three friggin' weeks with a cough that I could not get rid of in a low grade fever, which I swear is oh coronavirus. God, I that I, I could not that. get rid of it. And I was like, I hope I get better before I go to Orlando. This is torture. And then we went to Podfest and then we came home. And that day or the day after, we had to start quarantining. So winter was the shitty for me. I mean, I had a birthday. I don't even remember how old I turned. Isaac was in pre K at the time. Scott was, you know, the, the Les Miserables, as usual, and that was my winter. So as far as I'm concerned, nothing good happened in the winter. Winter was all the terrible. So your turn. All in the then terrible. We'll, well you know, I mean, kind of looking back at PodFest, though, I have to say that a huge highlight of PodFest was when we got to record live on stage there. Yes, and that was fun. I that was so fun. And also our lunch. We had a lovely lunch with our oh, squatters. And that was amazing. Squad. I forgot about that. That was amazing. Leave it to Elsie Those to two- find a light in a dark and stormy winter. Yes. Yes, you're correct. We, really, I, you're right. It was amazing. I think all of that stuff, just sitting there with you, being able to giggle with you, and and then having, oh my God. I just remember penis jokes. Remember the, I'm not sure why. Well, no, do you remember... Our audience, we had like yeah, Jenny, people. yeah, Jenny, Jenny Wetter. Thank you Jenny again, Jenny. And, I, and when Emily Prokov would walk around, like she used to walk for a little bit, and then then we had like another random straggler, but Jenny, Jenny was Wetter. High five, high five, Love girl. Thank Repro you. Repro site back podcast. So she was like there the whole time, and she was like our so like it's like we did the whole show to her. But alas, we felt so famous being in the room and yes. having our mics and. It's and having just, no one listen. So it was extraordinary. And having no one listen. She took pictures of us, so we do have it. It seems as if, you know, we were really famous. Oh, but I remember alas. why there were penis jokes, because I was trying to get people's attention. So no, I kept saying it was because we were covering dying for sex. Oh, remember? right. 
But that then was like, we're worried about what we were saying on the mic. And I was like, they're not listening. Watch blow job. And like, yeah, no one would turn around or do anything. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. really funny. For sure. And then I we was, have yeah. like, and Jenny and Terry was at our lunch too. She's yes. here, which is amazing. I mean, um, we had like, how many, we had a big turnout. I was re, I was very surprised by how many people showed up for our super squad lunch there, which was like amazing. Yeah, Thank that was so, so fun. Yes, Terry, I remember you being there. It was a gorgeous lunch. I was, oh God, I miss those times so much. It was amazing. I've not done yes. any traveling this year. I've not seen any podcasting friends. and I miss them so much. Wait, that's not true. Tracy DeForge drove through here with her husband. and I did get to see her for like an hour. Yeah, it I have not glorious. seen anybody. <laughs> that's okay. Glorious. Are we done with? Uh, I'm done with the winter. winter. On to the spring. Was that about it? Yes, without a doubt. That's it. Because I think that was about the extent of it. Yeah, because we came back. It was February. And yes. I have no memory of my birthday because I had my birthday was also in early February. Hey, hey our, I don't remember. Our phone number is, is going it's, by on the bottom. That's right. <laughs> hey. Yeah, you can sign up. So th- for those of you who are watching live, 302-240-3425 is how you it. sign up to get text messages from me. And it really is text oh, messages John, from me. That looks awesome. Not necessarily marketing or any of that stuff, but mm-hmm. you can sign up both those different ways. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, right. spring. All right. So Move on. this is working out well because I can just say the few things I remember about each thing and then you can remind me of. Oh, that was cute, too. You can remind me of a few more. OK, very cute. spring. So now we're into spring and by spring, I mean specifically March ish, March 15th to say June 15th. OK, so in the spring. We figured out in May that we were going to not be able to do our event again. And this is like four months after having just done it and still riding the high from how great I felt that the conference, the She Podcast Live conference went. Tickets were already selling. Everything was going well. And then in May, I started to notice a huge surge in Arizona. Up until that point, they were like, everything's fine here. We barely have any cases. And then all of a sudden, do, 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 do. And I was like, okay, we're going to go ahead and put this off. So we put it off for the upcoming October. But switching gears was rough because last year that was my whole plan for income for She Podcast, both last year and this year. So not having that plan, we had to quickly switch gears and then build our Super Squad membership. We already had a Super Squad Facebook page, but we, you know, we brainstormed about what we could do to serve our community with or without a conference and came up with our membership. And I, I built it in the spring. We started working on it. I'm still in the spring, so I'll just stop there. But also in the spring, I watched Isaac learn how to read. He oh, didn't know how yeah. to read. And then he was home and then he did know how to read. And I Isn't actually- that amazing? It was amazing watching him learn how to read, teaching him how to read. I slowed it down right when he started buying his own movies on cable. Oh my! And I was like, "Shit, this has gone too far." Because he's a really good reader, and and actually, Scott and I read both very early. Like I could read at three. I mean, I'm sure the only reason why Isaac didn't is because you know he was in daycare and they don't focus on that at three; they focus on it at six. So he learned to read in like five minutes, and all of a sudden he was like. Hey, I want to buy Winnie the Pooh, and he would buy it, and I was like, "Oh shit, um, let's play a game." Wow. <laughs> so yeah, so he learned how to read. That was annoying, but wonderful and beautiful. Also, personally, I started to spend more time with my husband and my mother-in-law, and found out I really do enjoy their company quite a bit. 
you know, you really know how much you enjoy someone's company when you're quarantined with them. And I do enjoy their company. However, I, it was also very obvious to me that Scott needed, um, gosh, how do I say this and not make him, I mean, for people who are judgmental, fuck you, basically is what I'm going to say. I'll just preface it with that. Nothing medical that was working for anxiety and it was getting worse because of the pandemic, especially because like people were getting sick and he's immune compromised and he was just losing his shit every day. So I suggested a more natural alternative to anxiety medication, something that, you know, has recently been legalized and it worked like a charm, not because he's baked all the time, because now the medical stuff is they have stuff that you take during the day and stuff. You know, it really it just relaxes you without making you baked as hell. It made him the person that I married. It was like. Oh my God, finally, he's real. I mean, cause it's, you know, everyone felt anxiety because of the pandemic, but he's just been suffering since, you know, his dad died and then our daughter died and it's just been rough and like nothing has really helped. So I remembered that he and I switched personalities when we happened, you know, anytime we happened to smoke and I was like, maybe he should have my personality all the time. And it worked. Oh my God. It worked. <laughs> Well, good. I mean, not Yay. all the time, but you guys know what I'm saying. Like, it's it's very effective, yeah. especially now that it's regulated. It's even more effective. So if you're going to judge me, judge me. But I highly recommend if nothing is working in your giant ball of stress, that perhaps you talk to your doctor about it, go to a place where they sell it, ask what kind of stuff, tell them what you do all day and ask them what kind of stuff will help with anxiety without making your head crazy. It works. And then the last thing for the spring for me was having a team. In the because, spring, really? Oh, yeah, it, well, right. Was it? Well, because when because when we, in the winter time, our social media team was working for Podfest, and they were doing a lot of work for Chris and for Podfest. And then when that stopped, they turned their attention on us mostly for our event. But when we didn't have an event, we still kept them on as a team. And then that's when we also mm. hired and started working with Produce Your Podcast was in the spring as well. So she, I think so. John's looking dubious, but I'm pretty sure we started working with them in the spring. And so that's when we started to see some semblance of a team besides you and I. And like we're doing all the things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We started outsourcing. Things started happening that weren't happening before because you and I weren't doing them. And so it began. And now, Uh, Elsie, your spring. And now it's my turn. I'm trying to like, as, as I'm doing this, I'm like looking, reminding myself as to now that you've threw the whole spring thing. I was like, was that in the spring? So it was, I mean, I could be wrong. Totally. Yeah. You know, I rediscovered, I guess for the girls being home, Mm -hmm. I rediscovered teaching. Um, I rediscovered a bunch of services that they could be a part of. They, uh, yeah, online services that they could participate in that was teaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also found them, you know, I had a, I developed a schedule that took a while for me to do. Yeah. I developed a schedule in the morning for them to be able to do. So I was managing all of these different things with them being really engaged with that stuff. I was creating lesson plans and all kinds of stuff. It was, I don't even know where I got that from. Wow. Cause now I'm like, I don't even know how I even had the time to do that in this, you know, in the springtime, it was a lot more engaged because everybody was pivoting. So there were like the schools or mind you, I do homeschool anyway, but the homeschool co-op that we attended 
was also in transition. So any semblance of structure that we had for them for learning was now 100% on me, which it wasn't before. It was a little more spread out in different places. Mm -hmm. So we had to deal with that stuff. And I think I did pretty well with that. Um, But the other really good thing, one good thing that I really found out about or actually got for the very first time is that's when I really settled down for the first time. And I'm giving you hope, all of you podcasters that are watching right now that are maybe just getting started, that I finally had a place where I could record and I wasn't moving around, Mm -hmm. hiding under tables, (laughs) trying to record in the most awkward positions because that, that was my life before. It was like, how can I get the best sound with nothing around me? That was the suckiest thing ever. I had like a a place to be. In fact, I was right behind me. It was, I used to be right in front of that window. For those of you who are watching behind me, that's, I was facing out that side and I was able to set my desk up and then I got gear. Uh, I got a ring light. I got an external camera because as you all know, like Zoom meetings and virtual events and conferences and all of that stuff became something that was a commonplace occurrence and I was not ready for any kind of video stuff. So I I had that. Um, I started to, you know, I took out, oh, John, I know that maybe you are the only one that's going to really appreciate this, but I was finally able to unpack all of my audio gear and place it somewhere so that I could see it and enjoy it and just turn it on. Because before, every time you and I recorded, especially even if it was in my house, I had to, I was on the bed, I had to get like a bed table, I had to put everything, oh, everything had to be put away after I finished recording, everything had to be put out every time I I recorded. So it was a whole to do. This was like, oh, I just have to come and press record, (laughs) you know, so I was like, oh my God. This That's is so insane. Funny. You're like the so traveling to me was, every time. It was unbelievable. I, I loved it. I think that in terms of that, those were some of my, oh, and I, that's when I started to walk. I started walking consistently right around March. It's when mm-hmm. I decided I need to get more, like I need to take advantage of my self here. Mm-hmm. And I started um, doing a lot more walking. We did too. Those we were walking around the neighborhood every day. I think as of that time, that was my favorite thing. And looking at my stuff here that I'm looking through, those are my favorite things in the springtime because everything was still sort of like yeah. newish. Yeah. And I still had a sense of like, I can't say hope because I still kind of have hope. <laughs> do you? out of you yet? It was all like new, like, oh, I get to do this or wow. Okay. I can deal with all of this stuff. You know, mm-hmm. I still had this like, it's going to end soon. Yeah. Kind of feeling, you know, and then June 1st, his daycare opened and that was certainly like the end of the tunnel because it wasn't that we minded having him there for three months, but it was really, I guess in his age group, it was really hard to keep his attention and not let his behavior go south, especially because once we decided that we were going to do a membership, I had to build it and I can't build it with a five-year-old yeah. in my face. So we sent him to daycare. It's only one street over and, it worked out pretty good. I mean, that brought us into summer. And in the summertime, I developed a germ circle of trust where I knew the families at the JCC were quarantined, had been quarantined, were quarantining, except for 
coming to the pool or except for going to his daycare. And so I did the math and felt like, well, if the only places they've been exposed is to each other, that still seems safe. So we started seeing people swimming. He swam every day and like I, we would go swim on the weekends and then we would have friends over that were also quarantining as well. And it became social and I had a pretty social summer also in the summer because of the daycare, I had time to work on the stuff. So I got pretty far as far as like development and figuring out what we wanted our membership to look like. Um, So for me, summer was all about development. I don't remember doing much else except being outside and developing the membership. Yeah. Summer to me was my favorite thing ever because I finally re re found the sun. Yeah. Because I hadn't, Number one, this was the very first time since I lived in L.A. So that means it was over a decade mm-hmm. that I was consistently going out every day for a minimum of like 45 minutes to an hour and a half, sometimes longer, because I set up a little station outside of my house mm-hmm. where I got a lot of sunshine, I like just to go sit and work out there. But I was also walking and since I was in LA where I was consistently outside because when I lived in Pittsburgh, I was out a lot, mm-hmm. but Pittsburgh has the least amount of sunshine that I've ever seen in my That's entire weird, life. Though, right? I, think there, I think that there are some places maybe that have less sunshine, maybe like Seattle, like London. yeah, <laughs> like London or Seattle, but Pittsburgh is, I would say 70% cloudy. I never really 30%. The 30% that is gorgeous is amazing. I mean, it is, it is a, a beautiful, beautiful place, particularly in the summertime. But any time outside of that summertime, it is cloudy, dreary. And so being where I live now, it's the opposite. It's like 70 to 75% sunshine, beautiful yeah. all the time. Today is an anomaly that it's, this is what Pittsburgh looks like all the time. It's very yeah, cloudy out there today. No, that's but. So that sunshine was on. So I, I assume vitamin D for my body, for the way that I'm built and the way that like where I come from living so close to the equator in terms of my genes, mm-hmm. it absolutely changed my entire everything, my mental health and all that. Oh my gosh, you, <laughs> ooh, Lena, sorry, Lena, you won. You won with your three hours of sunshine. (laughs) Yeah, you win for sure. So I do get a lot of sun and that was amazing. So that was huge for me. And, you know, even though I worked my butt off because it was, it did not feel happy uh, working on virtual events this summer, the end product, like being able to present. So this was a huge accomplishment for me. Being able to present in Spanish was massive. And that was a huge learning opportunity for me because even though I'm bilingual and I understand and I call, I understand reading and obviously hearing things mm-hmm. fine, like I don't have a problem speaking it and is very, very challenging, particularly with like, you know, the Elsie big thoughts. Like I could barely say them in English, let Oy. alone in Spanish. So that yeah. was huge. But being able to present in Spanish to a Spanish-speaking audience in two separate opportunities, I think that that was the biggest, I feel, the biggest accomplishment afterwards. To know that I can do it was number one. Number two, Mm -hmm. to know that people understood what I said. I mean, that's still debatable. I mean, that's the only, I was just like, oh, look, they got it. Yay. Right. Hello, Patrick Keller. And so 
that was huge for me being able to start. Uh, oh, and I, and I know that this is not particularly like businessy related, but I really started to consume a lot. Oh, oh, the biggest thing. What was the biggest thing? John Buchanan, you know what it is. The biggest thing for Elsie this year that was never a thing ever since we have been doing anything together. Oh, well, I know, but that wasn't until together. the fall. You're jumping I, in. No, it wasn't. I have a, I have a date. I have a date of when it all began. John, do you but know? it was. You've been put on it, the spot, and now we have to see if you've been paying well, attention. Well, I know it wasn't that the McRib came back. No, so I would no, say that it was, it was the. Uh, you getting internet when you moved to the other house. Yes. The girl yes, internet. It was kind of primitive internet, but it was internet. In other words, we didn't have yeah. to, like when the leaves on the trees grew, it didn't affect our <laughs> That's right. That was well, high-speed right. internet now, though. Actual high-speed Now you're jumping yeah. ahead. Yeah, what ha- yeah, if it rained, Elsie would have to call on a phone. Because her yes. internet wouldn't work. Or yes. if something happened and somebody downloaded something, she would run out of internet. And like the last episode of the month, she's like, I have no internet. Which yeah. to me and, yeah. and Jess, yeah. we were like, how does that happen in, in, in this day and age? How does that happen? Where where does that happen? That in this? Yeah. Someone yeah, that was a huge. I was, it was one of those things that I, what, I hit my limits all the time because the girls were here now, right? So everybody yeah. was Zooming and every yeah. Zoom call obviously was using bandwidth and I only had a certain allotment of it and I was paying so much money. Like, I don't, I can't even tell y'all how much money I was paying for internet, like the basic, not even, it was more than a gigabyte, a, a dollar a gigabyte. Let's put it that way. That's every robbery. time I was... It was crazy. But mind you, I was using cellular because it was the only service I could get where I live. There were no actual companies that could provide broadband, internet of any kind, even dial-up. Nobody could do it for me at all. No companies. And then, but I was, and I was getting to the point, particularly with work, we were supposed to be streaming a lot more. And I'm like, I don't even know if I can do that. I can't present with the crappiest of internet. I just can't do that. It's not feasible. So I started to go, we have to, we have to solve this problem. And I found a nonprofit that is here in North Carolina, Western North Carolina specifically, that services, I think, three separate counties. They're called Pangea, Pangea Internet, only for businesses. So she podcasts as a business, got internet here, fiber internet installed at my house. And they now I have my own one whatever fiber line that goes directly to my house. That's it. It serves me and me only. So it doesn't ever get like, oh, there's too many people on the line because it's for me. And they were, they're amazing, amazing folks. So I am, and they cut my bill in half to get more, faster, better. All the things were amazingly more for half the money. So, I mean. Fabulous. Yes. (laughs) Um, I forgot because you were saying about the sun worshiping. I had forgotten that in the spring we had a family of foxes moving under my deck. Oh my gosh. And then I became famous on TikTok for sharing their videos. And then they left in the summer and we started having our deck redone. So that means that next spring and summer, 
A, there will not be foxes because there's no holes in the bottom of my deck. But B, I'll be able to sit outside and work, which is something I was dying to do this spring and summer because I was home all the time. And right. I mean, I work from home, but when you're stuck there, you want options. You know? Yes. I couldn't go to Wegmans. I couldn't go to Starbucks. I couldn't go to a friend's house. Like, I was stuck in my house inside because there's nowhere to work outside. So that was a development, a summer development, too. So given the Internet aspect of things, that opened up everything because I wasn't before I wasn't able to stream anything. We weren't I wasn't allowed to let the girls watch anything on Netflix, on YouTube or anything, because obviously bandwidth. Right. So they could never be online. They could never do anything that remotely used any kind of bandwidth. I could not watch like Disney Plus or Netflix or Hulu or any of those things outside of my unlimited plan on my phone. That was like the it's only actually option annoying had. for her friends because anything new that comes on, she can't watch or participate in any conversation. Right. It's so annoying. But now with this fiber, it opened up a, all the things I could now download stuff. I could now send the file right away. I could now let the girls watch all the things I now could have like streaming all the stuff. I, so I was binge watching every single streaming service that possibly could be. So Hulu was added to my consumption. I was able to consume that and Disney plus, and we had family nights watching movies at night. We were never able to do that because we now had our Apple TV that was, put away and unable to be used before it was just a brick yeah now we were able to use it so before it so was many just a brick y'all a brick y'all her tv was a, brick. was a brick then what the other thing was that i would get the audio quickly so if we yes. would record the show and then the next day elsie would go into town so she could upload yes. her audio to send go into town Yes, I Come have on, to town. everyone. We got to go into town so we can. Oh how we've suffered. Upload my yes. audio. It would just blow my mind that. Yeah, I know. And, I, and this was when I, I used mean, to say that Elsie was a contradiction of her own self because. I'm every- telling you, it was crazy. So now I'm going to transition us off a little bit into our next season. But before I do that, I'm going to give a shout out to Terry. From uh, Mixing Up Midlife, where they shake up the middle years one challenge at a time, which I feel is a wonderful transition to move us into our next season. Um, And she has also signed up to our uh, text messages that you get to communicate with me with, which is rolling at the bottom, 302-240-3425. Okay, let's go. All right. (laughs) Fall. So lots of things happened in the fall. I can start with business first. Business-wise, we started getting our shit together and organized. And we and Scott and I, over the summer, of course, tried a couple different projects. We were using Basecamp at the beginning of the year. No one was using it. We switched to teamwork. No one was using it. And finally, I was like, Elsie, what is the thing that you use? And she said, Slack and Notion. So I was like, cool. Because it's really Elsie that I need to communicate with more than anyone else. So wherever she's in, I don't want to give her an extra thing. And it turns out that lucky for us, Libsyn was using Notion and they're in Slack. And Slack. So that's where she is. So I was like, great. So I built everything in Notion. And actually, like, I had forgotten about Notion, to be honest with you, even though we had just tried to use it like a year prior. But for whatever reason, I forgot about it. So actually, I'll share my screen now for those of you who are watching live. So if you want to see the notion and the things that I built, because I think, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Y'all 
we've done the same thing for Libsyn in different capacities, but, and I've done it for myself, for my own notion stuff. It is absolutely been a game changer for me this year. So this is for sure. One of my favorite things is the way that we're now using notion in my life. It's part of my everyday professional life. Okay. It is not perfect. So let's just start with that. It's a lot because we do a lot. There's a lot to organize, but I've gotten pretty far with it so far. And because now we work with a designer and we have like a business manager, I would call Jenny a business manager. Wouldn't you? I think she's like business managers. And then we have, super squad team and we have social media team and now we're about to start the event it was vital that we found something that we could all use so just because i know this was a a request this is our show notes page this is what we've been using in notion for years with nothing else so the topics are interchangeable and then also when you make a new topic you can say whether or not it's like an ad or um, you know you put the topic in here and then when you open it you can put the notes in here so you'll notice i'll just show like from a couple weeks ago we did like our favorite things and he, she puts the link in here and then you can open right to it and see what it is she's talking about. If there's an article like this one, Spotify is thinking about data data. She puts the link in here, but then also the important parts that she wants to discuss down here. And that way, actually, everything, oh, is that just, just happen? No, I just have to clarify because what I use to put this stuff in here, because that's the entire article, there yeah. is a Chrome extension that I use. And all I have to do is I go to, I go to whatever the article is online and I press my little thing and it just goes and it like sends it off to notion and it cap does all this for me. Like I don't have to copy paste. I don't have to add stuff. It just goes. But anyway, so this is the part that I'm quite proud of that I've built. This is sort of our, I guess she podcast. I don't want to say homepage, but it's kind of our homepage. So quick links to what projects we're working on task list and master calendar. And then these are the things we're sort of keeping in our sites. We're I'm doing, we're doing a live refresh, getting people to sign up for the thing and engagement for the super squad. And then here's all the information about our company and planning at a glance. You have our goals for each quarter for the year and for the month. And then here we have our mission, vision and values. Here we have, company information like our address and our links social links stuff like that here we have information about our entire team we just added a new team member yep where are they hello that's weird where'd they go (laughs) i don't know if you oh there they are there we go okay i don't know why they're not showing up via the gallery maybe it's going to take it a minute user access for our accounts if we need users and passes and then a knowledge hub for where we keep articles that are used you know like i keep stuff in there about like for events like sponsorship and engagement and stuff like that. And then these are all our areas of focus. We have our marketing when we speak and sponsor our podcast, our merchandise, live events, because it's not only just going to be our conference. We're going to probably do meetups and stuff if we can never leave the house again and our membership. <laughs> um, these are the things that we'd like that we're thinking about doing a directory, a woman's network, a nonprofit. Uh, and this is how we do stuff. So this is our master calendar. What I love about a calendar the calendar specifically is that this is a master calendar where we have all the things and you can see it says meeting, it says add, it says episode, but you can create different views. views. So here's our Q1 view, December, January, February, March. And then we also have all of our ad campaigns. So you can see which ads are when, wait, I don't know why these are all on the same day. That's weird. <laughs> Why is that happening? Doesn't matter. They have the date differently. That's good. It doesn't matter. I'll fix that. Oops. See, we're still new at it. And then 
I mean, yeah, so we can change views in the calendar. It also allows you, but also I designed this. There's no real template for this. Like I had to figure this out. And then also I made a dashboard, an LC dash, and now I have my own dash and I, and there's a Jenny dash. So the craziest thing about notion is that it is just a blank piece of paper and you can do anything with it's amazing what you can do it it's so amazing it scares me and i won't use it <laughs> yeah well and you so really have to actually, commit. you know terry asked um do you have this as a lesson in the super squad and how do you Not set yet. this up and for the pod you know here's the thing terry we probably would share something like some sort of template the uh, our show notes so that you can see how we put that out but in all honesty the way that i have found that notion works the best is for you to look at other people's templates but yeah. then really you have to create a template that works with the things that you need to do and yes. if you don't do that you can't it's kind of like it's like if you have all the furniture right you have like you already have furniture that you love and then somebody gives you a house and then you try to put that furniture in that house and it doesn't yeah quite i'll give fit. you a better like example i'll give you a, i'll give you a specific example there are templates for master calendars for companies and there are templates for content calendars but there's no yes. template for a company that has content and advertising and intercompany meetings and meetups and holidays and all this stuff. So I was trying to cram all of that or separate out. Like, it does an ad consist of content or would that be its own separate calendar? Until finally I was like, I'm just making a master calendar. And then when we have an advertising dashboard, you can set the view to just be the ads. And when you have a She Podcast Live dashboard, that can be all the events for She Podcast Live. And when you have like a time off dashboard, that can be all the holidays, but it all goes into the one calendar and you can just change the views because it was just too much. We have meetings calendar that's separate. It's all, it can all be separated. But what I showed you was the main piece that has all the things, because that's also helpful to look at too, especially if we're thinking like, Hey, let's launch a contest. We can look at the master calendar and go, well, we already are doing this webinar in January and I already have this interview on Thursday and we already are doing this. So let's change the week. Whereas like before that, we had nothing that incorporated all that. And there was no template for that at all. There are dashboard templates. Those were very helpful. The calendar templates, as far as like planning out your week, your month, your quarter, your year, that was very helpful because I've never done that. I've also seen digital bullet journal templates that I think are nice that I might incorporate personally. Okay, so like there's also templates for like keeping track of your entertainment and your media. And like Scott and I have this habit of like binging certain shows and then forgetting what else we had to watch. So we started, we had to start making a list because there are things that pile up. Anyway, this sounds ridiculous, but like saying it out loud sounds insane. But we were tired of being like, what the hell are we watching again? I know there was a something and what were we doing? So that's been really helpful. Also, I have a template for, um, eating vegan, vegan recipes, vegan shopping lists, stuff like that. So we can eat a little bit less meat. It's helpful for that too. So as far as your question about whether or not we can put it in notion, there are two possibilities. One, I could go through my own dashboards and stuff that I've built, show you the templates, show you what I built from them and show you the little things like coloring the text and dragging things next to each other. The other thing I could do is interview Marie Poulin, who is a good friend who does Notion Mastery. I think that would be amazing. I think that would actually be the most helpful thing because, again, you also, and we had a question, Carolyn uh, said, you know, I was about to start with Airtable to organize everything for my podcast. Would Notion be more versatile? It is more versatile. You have to. 
So there's two different ways that I see Notion. I don't think Notion is great for project management specifically, like just doing a project and starting from one place and moving to the next thing. It's well, they now have timetables though. They do, but it is not the best. It is clunky. It is slow. It is hard to put the information in there. It is, believe me, we've tried. But there are other places that actually work better for actual project management. What this works for is exactly what you're talking about, Carolyn, the expandability of it to keep all the things in one place because you can add docs. You can It supports Markdown, which is a huge thing for me. It is the ability to search for stuff is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And you can do like landing pages. So for Lipson, what we've been doing is we create one landing page every time we do a webinar with a guest. And so yes. we have one landing page that we have when the thing is happening, what are the graphic assets, what the description of the thing is, what everybody's handles are, expectations as to what we're supposed to do, all of that stuff. And that landing page is shared with our team and it's also shared with whoever our partner is. So instead of going like, when are we supposed to be there? How do you sign in? Where, what am I supposed to do? Where's the pictures where they just go to that place. And so now we are sharing that out, but that's not a project. That's a page. There are two things I want to show you regards to that. One is the membership. So this is technically, it's a database, which is why it has all these things. So it has what tasks are related, the master stuff, but then also there's a bookmark to the queues. So what we're starting to do is sort by date. So these are all the questions for yesterday's QA. And now our team can go in and sort them out and make FAQs. Now, when the questions start coming in for next Q&A, we'll put it here. And this is kind of how we do our show notes too. The other thing I wanted to show you is... Show them the sponsorship thing that you created. Oh, yes. So this... That's what... That's a different way of using Notion that is totally not Airtable. All right. Here's the main dashboard. This is the sponsorship deck to send people. So this is my She Podcast Live dashboard. This is our calendar. These are the actions that only refer to She Podcast Live. This is how we do run of show, our marketing plan, standard operating procedures. And now this is what we're going to start sending to clients. Learn about the largest network of women in non-binary. So if you want to hear about the audience, boom, the numbers, Boom. Audience influence and women consumers. Here's the different types of advertising and an explanation here. Special experiences. Here's all the activations. If you see one, you can see the price right there. You open it up and it says, you know, uh, arrival and departure and Brandon's out. I'll probably add some. I mean, I don't know how much explanation they need. People usually like to just look and then decide. So if they already know what they're going to do, they can come down here. Could I have your first name, last name? Do you already, and this also says, do you already know what you're going to do? Have you advertised with us before? If you already know which one you want, I have them type it in and then we'll just send them an invoice. Boom, done. If they don't know what they want, I can have them set up an, a call with me here through this as well. And this way you can see all the different types of sponsorships. I don't know. I feel like this could look better though somehow. Anyway, it's constant tweaking. In fact, yesterday Scott saw me tweaking the notion. And he was like, are you working on this so you don't have to actually do work? And I was like, no. Yeah, and that's the, and I think that that's that's where the, the point a risk. Is there's times you can at some point have somebody just work on Notion to make it pretty, but the whole point is it's you just to want pretty. to get things done. There's yeah. something called visual hierarchy. If you didn't have pink, green, you know, if all of it was white, it would be impossible to navigate. You have to make it look somewhat visually important. I you know, you have, to, you have. I know you get it, but I mean, I don't want to 
to seem like I'm just playing in there. But yeah, the master calendar, she podcast live calendar. That's a perfect example of I, that's how I think you can project manage in there is because you have all the tasks for the one project. Each task, if you open the task, will have more instruction on the task. There's all the other thing I wanted to show you was like in our meetings, I made a meeting template. So every time you have a new meeting, it allows you to put the agenda at the bottom, notes from the meeting, tasks going forward and thoughts you might have about new ideas because lots of new ideas come up in our meetings too. So I do think it's good for project management. I And, and to be honest, like, I, I mean, I know Elsie and Lipson, you, you guys use Monday and maybe that works, but like, we it didn't work. We don't. We just broke up with Monday. See, nothing works. No, nothing it's like, freaking works, actually, especially for us. The, the thing that works is the thing that people will actually use. This is right. the closest that we've gotten. This is so the you can't use, you cannot have a tool that people are not opting in to use in right. order for it to work. If people, if you have the fanciest project management and amazing workflow, it's not going to work if people don't use it. I would love to use um, Notion for our show notes for the feed with Rob, but I know that he's not going to leave Google Docs. Yeah. I know that. Oh, well. It doesn't matter how fancy I make it. It doesn't matter how easy I make it for him. What's going to end up happening is I'm going to have to manage him every mm. time to use yeah. that and that's going to take even more time. So yeah. I'm sticking with, Do- with, with Google docs with him doing our show notes. And then I have to figure out a workflow for me to be able to then use those. Show- and that's what I've done. I have a database on notion with all of the stuff for the feed that he has access to if he ever wants to use it, but yeah. it's primarily for me. Notion does all the things that Airtable does as far as sorting and properties yeah. and stuff like that. So, and it's cost a lot less. So that's why I would do that too. But yeah. we've gone way off as far as yes, our year in review. Sorry. Let me just finish up our year in review for fall because I have three things. With box, we have to talk about box. We will. Okay, we yeah, let's talk about box. Yes, I do want to remind you about our sponsor, box, And I've been using it. I've been reusing it. I've been using it the past week. I love box. My folders in box are, I have an archive um, which just gets, you know, doesn't delete stuff. And then I have the black hole, which is stuff that I don't want to necessarily unsubscribe and have them see, but that I don't want to see. And then I have the later stuff, which is stuff that you like, you know, like receipts and stuff you don't want to deal with. And then there's the news one where all the newsletters go into there and I can just read them all at one time. And then I have a red tape folder, which is like your orders arriving and your, you know, your, you know, it's, it's receipts and stuff like that too. I make a red tape folder for all the business of stuff. And then I have a shopping one for all the newsletters from all the places I like to shop. And I have no replies for people I email that have no replies. Those are my, and it's really, it's helped me a lot. I've had no more than 40 emails in my inbox all week where normally I had like 150. I so, love that. Good for you. And it's actually 40 tasks, which is still stressful, but not as bad as what it's like when I don't use Sanebox. So go to Sanebox.com, check it out. It's not expensive. Um, they go through a whole procedure of teaching you how to use it, what each folder is for, it's been really helping me, especially with the holidays coming. Like I get bombarded with emails and now I don't have to have them mix in with my important stuff, which I love. So check it out. S-A-N-E-B-O-X.com. And now for me, for fall, the most important thing, fancy pajamas, having day pajamas that actually look like work clothes. I love this. I bought two onesies in the last week. One of them is like a green hooded pajama onesie, but it's like sweat shirt sweatpants but it looks like nice clothes and another one is like a blue velour one uh which is like v-neck here kind of looks like a holiday dress but it's also just 
velour pants, which I love. I love that. Yeah, they're awesome. I'm so excited to wear them. So we have day pajamas. We also have our bread machine we bought at the beginning of the fall. We've been making bread, fresh bread, because regular non-fresh bread is terrible for you. Actually, all bread, I mean... Well, whatever. We're just trying not to eat processed food. So we bought our own bread machine. It's been working out really well. And then the other thing is, the very last thing is Notion. We've been using Notion a lot and that's been really helping. And school and kindergarten. He started kindergarten this fall. He's loving kindergarten. His reading has gone through the roof. Vaccine has made it possible for us to start selling She Podcast Live confidently. We were kind of touch and go there for a little bit. So things are looking up. 2020 was definitely... A shit show of a year, but we actually filled, I mean, I know Elsie's turn is coming up, but I'm just saying we actually filled a whole hour with positive things that happened, which is a miracle. Go ahead, Elsie. I love it. So I'm going to actually know. switch. I'm going to do my last shout, shout out here. And okay. this is from Sarah. And her show is the Adulting with ADHD podcast. Ooh, Thank you so one. much, Sarah, for being part of our text community here Yay! at 302-240-3425. And actually, speaking of ADHD, I do believe that I do have ADHD. And it has been a, I think, I guess, in some way, it's been a very good thing that I finally am able to put a name to something that was happening inside of my brain that I didn't quite know. I, I, I think I'll go deeper into that conversation very soon, maybe in a different show, because I haven't shared some insights that I had, um, Jessica, oh, that good. really like poignant and like super heart and like emotional but anyway but I I mean finishing off I think especially now like there are two very light-hearted things that happened that I am now in a place well Randy was like you do understand that your entire life you have just gotten what you want right you do know that because I am very privileged in that fashion I always end up getting everything that I want and now I'm going to tell you why so this year Fiber internet came to the place where nobody believed it ever could. It is now here. I have it. The second thing that happened was that my local supermarket, there's one, nothing else is around me, got a Starbucks. Starbucks is problematic. I get it. But I had zero coffee shops anywhere. Like now you have the mother. You have the mother. Now I have a Starbucks in my supermarket. So if ever Mm. I want to have a cup of coffee that's fancy and pay a lot of money for it. I have it there. Yay. Yay. And now Jessica, I am going to, I'm going to drop this on you. And, and I, I, you may or may not understand what this means to me now, but as we start to drive up the hill, there is a food truck now there. And guess what they sell? Don't say, let's see if you can guess. Yes! No way! Pupusas? Right where you live? Is that insane or what? There How is a pupusa food truck. Happen? I went and talked to them. Randy was like, because he was like, did you know that? And I'm like, no. And he was so sweet. He's like, you need to go talk to them. So he pulled up and I got out. Dude from El Salvador. I spoke Spanish to them. I'm like, you have pupusas? And they were like, yes. So now I get to order pupusas. And come up to the mountain and I have pupusas down the mountain. I can't Is that not that. insane? And I was like, I have all the things. And he goes, you just have, people just send you things. People just it's give true. you things. People no, it's always the get what you want. It's, people. it's the universe. And, and so then I was just like, oh, wow. So now I have coffee, pupusas, and internet. 
I guess the universe has decided you've <laughs> suffered long enough without those three things. Eventually, it had to happen. Let's be honest. You've only lived without it. How many papusa trucks do you think there actually are in the United <laughs> Not States? Not many. I've never seen one. Right? And then to have one at the bottom of the hill in the middle of nowhere. I know. It's so weird. Right? What, how did that happen? Are you sure that's not your brother's friend or something? No, it is hilarious. And it's so cute because I friended them on Facebook because they don't even have a page. They have a profile. Oh, my God. It's so cute. They have a they have a yeah profile. Anyway, so I'm super excited. But wow. now I'm going to switch it off to like the real meaningful things that I think are the best things about this year. Number one, I have watched my girls mature in front of my eyes. Like I've seen them from day to day because I see them every day, right? It's like right. I'm constantly with them. And I have seen this insane maturity that has happened with them as little humans mm-hmm. that I'm not sure I would have seen if we were doing all the things all the time so i've had the real privilege of seeing them mature and become who they are now in one year and what an incredible growth they've had i know and the second thing is is about podcasting and it's about the fact that even though there's so much growth in the industry in the, in the way that it's becoming all businessy and all very serious. And now there's like a podcast taxonomy and everybody has a label and all of these things that are happening. The reason that I'm in podcasting is because of how it has made me a better human being versus this is my job. And so being able to get here every single week and talk with my best friend in this way has helped me be okay that I feel sad I feel disconnected but I always can come talk to Jess and that's like a huge blessing that I don't think people really get and even having these conversations give me the option of like oh I get to talk with her I get to laugh I get to forget I get to think about other things I get to talk to grown-ups I get to be connected I get to you know all of these things that afterwards like there's been times when I've come in that I've been really stressed out over something and then we have a conversation on the show and I leave and I'm like why do I feel so good why does it feel so great why do I feel so good and I look back and I go oh it's because I just had a wonderful lovely conversation with Jess and that in in itself is a huge blessing regardless of how many people are watching how many downloads you get do we have the right branding and all of these things are important and all that stuff but in all honesty what podcasting has given me as a human and as somebody who uh, is already very introverted, it's given me an opportunity to really address those issues in a public way, but be better at speaking, developing relationships and showing up. So I don't think that people give this kind of podcasting up, the kind that we, you and I do enough credit in what it can actually do to people's lives and the impact that it can have to everyday living outside of the podcasting industry. I don't think that people give it that. Funny. It's meaning. someone who's not in your face. It's someone who can't come over and judge the way you live or wouldn't anyway. Someone who can talk to you about work and the other stuff. It really is a blessing. And I know not everyone is blessed to have a co-host like that. Though, that's too, true. But we're very yeah. lucky. To no, have I get each it. Other, but that's so sweet. And that's very true. Yeah. I know. I'm, I feel very grateful for having this podcast, too. And there are less and less days where I'm just like, oh, I don't want to talk about podcasting because... This year, it has really been something else to think about. It has, that has been, itself has been a blessing other than what we're dealing with. So it's been really nice. 
Yep. Yep. You and Carolyn and Terry both say the same thing that, you know, she, Terry loves her best, you know, my best friend has joined me as a co-host and it's made me feel so connected. And Carolyn says, you know, I amend my earlier statement, walking in podcasting saved me in 2020. She podcasts in the podcast community has been such a great gift. And, you know, I, I absolutely agree. I think that there's something to be said about these types of communities and having just that feeling be worth the price of admission, right? It's not about all the other things that we're optimizing for, which we all look for, but there's something to be said about the mere act of podcasting versus I'm a associate editor. I am a story person. I am the, I am the, the executive producer. Yeah. I'm a host. We get it. Yeah. It's great. And also, but it's also have, great that we do all the things. Anyway, we, we could have a whole nother show about the things we've had <laughs> this year as community leaders um, yep. in the spring with George Floyd and, um, and, you know, all the things that have happened in the last year. Jeez. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's vodka as sure, well. You know what's Although- here for me? Vodka. I have really drank my way through this year as well only at night and like you know i've drank a lot of malbec i had a lot of i've had a lot of alcohol not you know in one night but certainly over the year i've drank way more than i normally do because you just at the end of the day you just are like i would like a drink now and you deserve it um but yeah um yeah we've learned a lot as community leaders as well about how we're succeeding and how we're failing and how we could succeed better and how we could support our community better. That would be a whole nother show, right? Cause I mean, we have learned, yep, I'm sure it'll be in another show. but I mean, themselves, but. yeah, it is, yeah. it's been great to learn. And I think that we do need to, at some point re talk about how we can support each other better in that way. Cause you know, I mean, thinking about being, making fun of all the, you know, the drinking we've been doing and whatnot, you know, it's like, yeah, we have to some degree. And we also came to a point where it's like, there's a real end where it's like, you know what, this is totally not okay. It's unhealthy. And it's, it's not going to get me to where I want. And there's a point, um, mm-hmm. at, especially as at least me as a woman of a certain age, <laughs> that there comes a point where you're just like, this is not healthy for me. It's well, not it at all. And, uh, it needs to stop. Yeah. All drinking. Yeah. I mean, uh, for me, that's my choice. Yeah, that's your you know? choice. I find that hard. And it's to like, wait, if we were out, you wouldn't have a glass of wine. You would. Well, yeah, of course, in that respect, but not having it in the house, like oh, it never was yeah. in the house. I mean, we do have a dry uh, household, right? Mostly, and, I mean, we were dry for a long time. I've been through the soberness. I'm not. I mean, I already know I'm not an alcoholic. Although I will say that there have been times this, even this week. Where like I've woken up and gone, is it too early for like Kahlua and cream or something? I oh really. I know. It's Dude, just, that's too sugary. Ugh. I know. It's sugary, no. but also it would just relax me. And I don't feel like, you know, coffee. No. Works. Sorry. Oh, I know sorry, Leslie. Leslie. She's hey, a buzzkiller, man. I, I am a, Jessica will tell you how many times I kill her buzz. I totally so am times. her buzz kill. She's the worst. So, She's such a rule-following Saint Agatha. She's the worst. Yeah, I am. I am the one that's like uh, you and I can Nina. you and I listen as long as it's not hurting anyone or ourselves I don't see anything wrong with and look I look yes clue and cream is sugary but you know what else is not I mean I'm not eating candy so I can have one clue and cream and that's a lot better than like a bag of Hershey kisses which is where I started this year yeah so I'm working much harder on my sugar addiction you know and it's the holidays so leave me alone 
Anyway. Yes, I know I get it, but I am buzzkill. But anyway, on that note, I think we should wrap it. Yes, that's it for the day. Thank you guys so much for joining us today for our holiday end of year wrap up episode. If you have anything you would like to discuss with us, please send it to feedback at shepodcast.com. You can also find us on all the socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at shepodcasts. Please join us in our text community and get all the updates you ever need about everything. 302-240-3425. That is 302-240-3425. You can also go to my.community.com forward slash she podcast. Our show notes are at shepodcast.com as well as everything else we do. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for a wonderful year. 2020. Thank God it's over. We will see you in January. Love you. Mean it. Bye.